Professional Development Assistance this year. Um, basically, these are formal student leader positions um, uh, through Student Life, and, and they share student leader training opportunities with other student leader groups like RAs and ministry partners and tapestry leaders and, and uh, student government and those kinds of people. Um, and these positions, really, they offer uh, an opportunity um, to develop as a leader, to, to plan and coordinate events um, and programming for, for you, the campus community, and, and uh, specifically in these roles, um, these student leaders and those that they serve with on, on our team, um, they engage in, in opportunities for spiritual development. And so um, that's what we'll be kind of talking about here this morning. But first of all, could we just uh, each take a turn and, and share, more, share more about you and, and you know, tell us a little bit about your major and what you're doing here at Northwestern? I could probably yell and then y'all would hear me anyway, but... I won't do that for you. So my name is Grace Pompilio. I am a senior public relations major. I am one of the spiritual development assistants here at Northwestern, along with Katie. Okay, I'm Katie. I am also a spiritual development assistant. I am a junior and an English major. Um, I'm Waydu. Um, I am a junior biochem major. Um, what else are we saying? Is that it? Oh, and my role, I'm a worship arts assistant. There we go. Cool, thanks you guys. Um, I wanna get like the real important stuff. Like, I wanna start with that right away. So like I have a few like would you rather questions that I'd like to just uh, fire off rapid fire. And are you ready for these? I know that you haven't been prepared with these. Okay, I don't know, let's do it. All right, are you ready for this? Okay, all right. Would you rather would you rather be the oldest of five siblings or the youngest of five siblings? Oldest, absolutely. Youngest. Oldest. Mm, okay. Um, would you rather spend six months living on the International Space Station or spend six months living in the Mall of America? I'm gonna go Space Station. Space. Unanimous space. Okay. <laughs> I, think I, would ch I think I would choose the Mall of America. I don't know. I That's bold. There's, there's so much food there. Okay, anyway. Along with other things. All right. <laughs> um, next question. Would you rather swim with dolphins or ride an elephant? I think I'm going to swim with dolphins. Dolphins. I think I'm gonna go elephants. Okay, all right. Okay, this, is, this one actually is important. Um, would you rather have the nickname Hotshot or have the nickname Lil Gecko? Lil Gecko? Did you come up with these? Yeah. Which one, which one? I'm not gonna start calling you this, don't worry. Lil Gecko. Is there an alternative option? No, you have to okay. pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna go Lil Gecko. I think Lil Gecko. I'm gonna go Hot Shot. <laughs> <laughs> the sensible answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, thanks for that. All right, a couple more. <laughs> would you rather have all ketchup taste like ice cream, or would you rather have all ice cream taste like ketchup? The good answer. The first one. You'd, you'd rather have all ketchup taste like ice cream? Do I get to pick the kind of ice cream? Sure, you can pick the kind of ice cream. Okay, then that one. Okay. Ketchup tastes like ice cream for sure. 
I think the same. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking through it. I know, it Be- takes a while to wrap your mind around this one, right? Because if all of my ice cream tastes like ketchup, then ice cream is ruined. But if all of my ketchup tastes like ice cream, then I can put another condiment on my burger. Yeah. yeah. So the first one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, would you rather be someone's pet cat or be someone's pet dog? Absolutely pet dog. <laughs> Cats are annoying. Well, I'm going to say pet cat, so... <laughs> pet cat... Wow. The license to be moody and I don't have to get talk, like touched and I don't have to go on a walk. Okay. All right. <laughs> you get to go to the bathroom inside. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last, uh, last very if, serious if question. If you're a dog, everyone walks around usually like, oh, you're so cute. Yeah. No one looks at a cat and is like, oh. Yeah. Come on now. We are going to ask one more very serious question. And if you were if you were stranded on a deserted island, um, very realistic scenario. If you were stranded on a deserted island, would you rather have an ESV or an NLT with you? Or let me just leave it open ended. Let me leave it open ended. What translation would you have? Neither. I would take my good old CSB. CSB. (laughs) Unanimous CSB. Okay. All right. I promise the publishers haven't been like trying to get us to promote on, on stage. Okay, um, thanks for that, guys. That was fun. So uh, I'm going to ask the question to each of you, what, initi- what initially attracted you to um, the spiritual development assistant role or the worship arts assistant role? Okay, I'll start. Um, it was actually exactly this last year when Harper and Marissa were in our position, um, and I was in your position um, kind of watching it, it was just like, well, maybe I could do that. Um, maybe I would be good at that. Maybe I could make a difference at Northwestern doing that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was this interview for me. I think for me, um, it was a little unique. Um, I had been a team lead, um, last year. Um, and so it was like, what is the next progression of that role? And so, um, this year has been kind of cool and unique in that um, a lot of the team leads were people that I led with last year, or they were members of my own team. And so it's continued this relationship, it's continued this opportunity for development, um, and that's something that I enjoy. Like developers, my number one strength on my little strength finders. Um, I enjoy the nitpicking, I enjoy the building up. Um, they call me the proud parent of worship arts, and so I'm like, I show up to things with snacks in my iPad to record, so. Yeah, so I think for me, I wanted to take on this role two years ago, and I just felt like I prayed about it, and the Lord just, it didn't really feel like it was the right time. I was had other things going on in my life with my story, and I didn't really feel like I could serve you guys the best last year, and so it's been on my mind for a long time coming, and senior year means one last go, and I figured, why not? And so, yeah, I'm super grateful to be here. I love hearing the backstory there. Um, uh, you know, I, it, it's, it's sort of kind of an interview-sounding question, and so I think I've asked at least the two of you ladies that question before, 
as I'm your supervisor, but uh, to hear it with a little bit more uh, context behind it is really, really cool. So thanks for sharing. Um, I would love for you guys to share um, with us a bit of your story, right? So how has God moved in your life? Um, how's God uh, gotten your attention? And as you look back over your journey so far, um, what are some of the most important things God has, has taught you? So for me, um, there's a whole lot to it. <laughs> I could probably spend the whole time talking about it. But I think the biggest thing for me is remembering, I grew up in a Christian home, so I was really blessed with that and went through a lot of anxiety starting in my freshman year of high school. Like that's when it really hit. Um, and that's just kind of been like part of my story. And when it started, it was like, for those of you who get it, it was the most awful thing in the whole world. I didn't go to school. I didn't want to do any of that kind of stuff. And it just sucked. And so through that, coming here then, I live in White Bear Lake, so literally 20 minutes away from here. And I was like, why does God want me here? Like, why not on a cool mountaintop or the beach or just, you know, all those questions. And so um, being here was definitely something that I just had to trust the Lord that this is where I should be. And through that, he's used my story and my things and just to show me more of him. And I think it's pressing in a big theme that I can say now is I love my anxiety. And I think that's just a weird, like if you would ask me that even two years ago, I would have told you absolutely not. But I think that's a really cool thing. I have to put this in here because it just happened to me yesterday. I hit a deer yesterday, guys. I know, when I was, I was driving and it was pretty fun. And, and, and it's like things like that though, that I had had a long day already. I just didn't, like it was the end of the day. It was sunset. I did not want to deal with that. And the fact that it happened. And then I was here this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, how's this all going to come together? But like, I just feel joy now getting to sit here and worship this morning and stuff. But highlight of last night is the guy did ask me if I wanted to take my deer home with me. And so deer opener doesn't open till this weekend, but I beat you all, so that felt good. Um, honestly, I spent a lot of my life lonely, um, where there was only, only thing for me to do was to be with the Lord, um, to spend time in his word and to spend time worshiping him. And I really think that's how I got close with the Lord and how my relationship with him even grew in the first place. Um, and so he's really taught me value in solitude, uh, value in resting in him, um, and just value in calling him my friend. Yeah, I'll just share an episode. Um, I think we got these questions ahead of time. And so the, one of the ways that it was asked was how has the Lord gotten your attention? Um, and so, um, I'm a transfer student to Northwestern. I, my freshman year was at the University of Minnesota. Um, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna go make the big bucks. I'm gonna be a chemical engineer. Um, that for sure didn't happen, because I'm sitting here. Um, had a, not a great experience, just personally. That year was probably one of the hardest ever. Um, and I had a mentor of mine, like, pause and say, hey, no, it's been rough. What has been life-giving? Um, and at the time, I'd been interning um, at a church. I'd been leading worship for students. Um, and I said that. And she said to me, she said, um, our feelings aren't dictators, but they're often good indicators. And so that encouragement to investigate those feelings, investigate, hey, maybe the Lord is leading you in a direction. 
Um, and so um, I was like, cool, what do I do with that? Um, and I stayed at the U. Uh, that was probably like the end of first semester and second semester I was still there. Um, and another mentor was like, hey, have you ever considered Northwestern? And I was like, yeah, no chance. Not gonna do it. Can't even imagine myself there. Nope. Um, I had completely disqualified it. Um, but as the year progressed, I was like, I, I, I can't be here anymore. And so what does it look like to realistically consider a place where I can do something that's life-giving, i.e. ministry, um, but also a place that I could continue doing science um, to, uh, to well. Um, and that Venn diagram locally <laughs> means basically Northwestern. <laughs> and so I stormed back into the office and I said, okay, I know what I said, but could you write a letter of recommendation for me? Um, and so that was t tail end of second semester of my freshman year. Um, and I got in. <laughs> Can you believe it? I'm here. Um, and here I am at Northwestern a year later, two years later, um, just witnessing the Lord's faithfulness, um, witnessing the fruit of what obedience to the Lord looks like, um, and continuing to trust even when I don't see it. So cool. I love, I love to hear your stories. I think um, <clears throat> we all have them. We all have our story about how God is working in our lives. I'd, I'd encourage all of us just to share your story with someone today or this week um, and then ask them to share their story with you. Um, speaking of Northwestern, you kind of you hit on this way too, but um, I'd love for you to share how has this place specifically kind of shaped you and molded you during, during your time here? Oh, maybe I'll just think out loud then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm from Kansas City, and so this is six hours away from my hometown. Um, and so when I was telling people that I was going to come here, everyone said, don't you know it's cold? And like, <laughs> that's really far. You're going to miss your family. Are you sure you want to do that? But like, I knew that I did. And I didn't know why, but I knew that I did. Um, and that's truly a testament of the way that God knows things before you know them. And his plan is so much greater than your own or anyone else's. Um, and so I did miss my family. I missed so many people. I did have a hard time being far away um, and getting used to that and transitioning into that. But at the same time, I knew that I was here for a purpose. And so I think that's how God has grown me at Northwestern through distance. Yeah. Um, I think just super practically, um, I've been going to public school my whole life. And so the intersection of like faith and education is like a little uneasy. Like it was like, if I'm being honest, it was a little uneasy at first. I went to a high school graduation at a Christian school and the principal prayed and I was like, what? I was like, what? Principles pray? Um, and so to have a very tangible and very practical like, intersection of faith and life, um, of faith and career, of faith and everything, um, has just led to a more like whole being, um, less compartmentalization and less just holistic growth. If you guys hear anything from me today, this is the one thing that I want heard is that you do not have to be here, you get to be here. 
And that has been my mentality throughout my entire time here in wondering like, why am I so close? Why am I not far away? Am I really making a difference? Am I growing? Like all those questions is that you don't have to be here. You could have stopped at high school and said, that's it. And you would have been just fine and figured it out. But the fact that you are here is a choice. And especially in the context of your spiritual growth, that's been huge for me, is that you get to be here every week and how many places and other areas are like longing for that. And so the fact that we get to do this is just such a gift in and of itself that I don't think we realize that. And so that doesn't mean that I always love to, but <laughs> reminding myself that I get to be here and I get to do this all for the glory of God is such a gift. Thanks for sharing you three. And um, you mentioned about spiritual growth, Grace, and, 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 and I just want to lean into that. I want to press into that a little, for a second. I know for me, I... It, I'm sure for all of us, we, we want to grow closer to God. That's what God wants for us. For me, busyness gets in the way so much. Um, and I think that, that that is probably true for, for many of us, all of us. Um, but for, for those in the room who, who hunger for more of God, who, who, who just want a deeper and, 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 and um, more significant relationship with the Lord, um, I'm wondering, if, do, you, do the three of you have advice. Not that you're experts, because I know I'm not an expert, but like, do you have advice for what you've found to be true? Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts for growing closer to God, even if we're crazy busy in this life? Yeah, I can share. Um, this is something one of my small group leaders said to me my senior year of high school, um, and so something that I'm super grateful for them for doing. Um, they both sat us sat us down and we're like, hey, you guys are going off to college. And so um, what does it like that look like for your faith? And so something that uh, one of my uh, small group leaders, Jeff Stom, said to me, um, that we form habits that we fall back onto when we're busy. And so a habit isn't formed in amidst the sinking ship. It's like you form your habit when the ship is floating, you're having a great time, you're like coasting. And then when this ship begins to sink, you fall back on those habits. And so um, that encouragement to continue in discipline, I know it sounds like a broken record, it's discipline. But that discipline, that habit forming, um, when you have time so that you know that that's the one thing that you won't fold in when life gets busy. I think for me, something that, this is gonna sound really funny, but reading your Bible. <laughs> it's something that when we're busy, I think we do neglect and we neglect those things that we know are good for us for things that would make us feel good temporarily. And that does not mean that every time I open my Bible, I'm like so inspired. Sometimes I'm like, okay, well, hopefully that hits later because I didn't feel anything right now. Um, <laughs> but something like that I just, you can probably hear in the things that I've been saying and the way I've been responding is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. And I think that's so, so applicable because life isn't easy and we were never guaranteed an easy life, but we were guaranteed that God would be with us. And so I think what's cool to kind of like press into in the busyness is that like, like yesterday when I was just sitting on the side of the road with my deer, just waiting for the next thing. I was like, well, at least I didn't die. And at least I got to be here this morning. So glory be to God. And then my mom was like, we'll figure it out later. And I was like, that's cool. 
and hopefully she has the financial means for that. But it was like super, super awesome to just be like, whatever, it is what it is. At least God's sovereign and this isn't my home. So yeah, pressing into that. Smell your coffee in the morning. You're gonna have to explain that one. <laughs> um, yeah, focus on the small things. There are so many little blessings in our lives. And for me, every morning, the first one is my coffee in the morning. The smell of my coffee in the morning never fails me. Um, yeah, God is showing me the like pure tenderness of his love and the way that you can notice that in so many small things. So smell your coffee in the morning. I love what that. What if it's burnt? <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> no. Not in my cure egg, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I love that a lot, Katie. And I know you, you've shared that with Grace and I in the past. And, 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 and I, um, I don't make coffee every morning. And so for me, it was smell the, the fresh morning air as I walk out the door in the morning. And, and it's made a difference. It's made a difference in that it's setting my, my frame of mind uh, on just the little thing, the, the, the ways that God cares for me and loves me and lavishes that love on me uh, every morning. So, yeah. All right, last question, you guys. So if, if you would share, I'd love for you to share what encouragement or challenge uh, would you want to share with, with, with your peers today in the room? Uh, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I don't think that needs any more words, but <laughs> like make room for the Lord to do that and he will. Um, we emphasize resting and we emphasize being still. Um, that verse is Exodus 14, 14, by the way. But how often do we actually make room for God to do that? Um, I think sometimes we pray that he will and then we don't allow him to. So make room for that. I think it's important to have deep conversations. And I was reminded that this weekend, we got the privilege of going on our little worship spiritual formation retreat, whatever you wanna call it. And we just spent so much time just talking to each other about things that are going on in our lives and not like, how are you doing? I'm fine, that's awesome. Like, that's boring. Um, but like actually talking about what's going on and what God's doing and where we're at and the highs and lows and everything in between. And so like, making time for that with the people here especially. Like, I would love to, this is my PSA, that if I don't know all of you by name, I wish I did, but if I, like, if anyone ever wants to talk about something, like, let's have a deep conversation about something. Like, I just think that's really cool. And especially spiritual, like, there's so much freedom and joy in getting to talk to other people through the hard stuff. I know you have people cheering you on because sometimes it's hard to, feel God's presence when you're in the depths of things and also to have people that are going to rejoice with you when things are going really well. So really find people and connect with them. Yeah, um, I think an encouragement that I find myself going back to um, is Hebrews 10, um, specifically verse 23, and the context of it is assurance of faith. But um, it says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is promised is faithful. Um, and so that um, reminder um, that God isn't like a divine babysitter, that he is a good father, that he's a good shepherd, um, that he's walking with us. Um, 
I often call life the raging dumpster fire around us. Um, amidst the raging dumpster fire, God is still God. He is still faithful. Um, and even if we don't see it, um, and even if we don't believe it, we can pray that he would give us eyes to see it. Amen. Well, Wadu, Katie, Grace, thank you so much for being here with us today. Can we give them a hand to say thank you to them? You guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy your day.